Can you dig it? Welcome to IDP Nation spinoff podcast talking about college IDP and Debbie IDP prospects. We are your hosts, Dan Cook, Daryl Winston, Eric Haroff. We are the Debbie IDP grind. Can you dig it? And welcome back. We're already off to a better start as I did not butcher the intro this time. Daryl, I've been talking to you all night. We know you're pretty good. Eric, how are you? I'm good. I am good. So uh, we, we heard back from some some listeners. They were enjoying the college IDP show. So uh, we're back again. We, we didn't cancel it. We didn't get canceled after one episode. Um, it kind of helps that it, it's kind of does not costing anything right now because we're still in the same RSS feed. Uh, but if you have any recommendations for the show, what we want us to cover, let us know at the uh, at IDP Nation Twitter handle. It's probably the best place to get a hold of us for that kind of stuff for right now. And as we grow, we'll get um, a pod a pod handle for the Can You Dig It podcast. Uh, I'm not sure if Devi IDP or Dig It is. Uh, I'm sure Dig It is probably uh, pretty popular twitter handle possibly but we'll figure it out um so before we get any further just in case uh we have some new listeners that don't listen to idp nation which shame on you if you're not you should be um you're in the same (laughs) rss feed so you might as well listen to us uh but if you just like the college ball and you hate professional football then maybe this is the podcast for you um daryl where can they find you at I know we don't do this on our show often because most people know where we are and who we are, but Daryl, where can they find you? Well, they can find me, my writing at uh, Dynasty Football Factory. Uh, That's where I've been here for the past two years. I do that. I've got a Facebook um, IDP Nation page. I'm also an uh, administrator for an idp nation group that you have joined i have um uh i also do idp nation of course we're doing this idp grind podcast i'm helping oklahoma dougie with some uh, stuff on idp rated live um i'm on reddit as king titan one in the uh, idp sub um making some rounds i've been recently on our friend uh, dingus or as you know in coach on his dynasty vipers podcast uh tomorrow i'm supposed to be on off the rails podcast with uh dff madman and uh john debari um i'm just a little bit of everywhere right now um i think i told you we're going to record a late podcast with IDP Rated Live, and then tomorrow the uh, the off the rails. So I may be doing four podcasts in less than twelve hours if I can hold up. So uh, you're like dog poop. You're everywhere. <laughs> I am. I am. So Eric, how about we don't take five minutes like Daryl just <laughs> did, uh, but but share where they can find really? your work and where your really? Twitter handle is. <laughs> That's all. I hate you. That's what I was going to say. I don't know where you're that many places. But go ahead and share where you're at. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at at EJH1528. Um, I'm on, uh, I'm the editor for uh, um, Dynasty Football Digest and uh, IDP Guys. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Yes, and as you heard on IDP Nation the other day, I am a new member over there, so I'm joining Eric's team. So Eric gets to uh, edit my pristine writing. I doubt Eric has to do anything to it because it's going to be beautiful. Um, Sure, we'll go with that. I'll use subjects, that's for sure. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. Uh, But anyway... um, and if you're into college prospects that are entering the NFL, we also have that magazine that's going to be available. We'll get the details for that magazine when it's available for order. Um, haven't heard if it's 
necessarily for order yet, but we'll definitely let you know when it is available um, and get that out to you. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you love college IDP and you love college players and hearing about these guys. Even if you don't, uh, we're going to twist your arm and make you love it. So it, it's kind of a... Um, That's right. I don't want to make light of um, being forced into doing things, but... Um, we're kind of forcing you to listen to this if you just kind of hit play on your iPod and you know, or your 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 phone, and you just keep listening to whatever's on there. You might be forced to listen. You know what? Just hit play and do it. That's You'll right. be a better ID player overall. Just just take a shot. This is good stuff for you. Take a shot. Yeah, that's yes. right. And, hey, maybe listening to this will get you the itch to join a Debbie League. Oh, hell, he done said take a shot. I can't can't let that go by. Yes. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Anyway. Um, So today... Jim Bing Peach. Yes. Daryl drinking hasn't changed any. Um, But anyway, on today's show, (laughs) we... we, (laughs) Interrupting me hasn't changed either. Uh, But on today's show, we are going to talk about defensive ends uh, for 2020. Must buy either looking down the road in Debbie or for college IDP. Who are the guys that are going to be the uh, sack masters and tackle for loss masters of 2020? Uh, Last week, we talked about the um, linebackers. So we discussed linebackers this week. We're going to talk about defensive ends. And then we have a listener question. So we will take a look at that listener question. Um, One piece of news, it looks like, um, Texas A&M defensive end Tyree Wilson has entered the transfer portal. So we talked about the transfer portal a little bit last week. Right. Do they even play? Actually, Texas A&M's SEC, so they do play defense in the SEC. I was going to say, do they even play defense in the Big Twelve? But um, Texas A&M is weird schools that doesn't seem like they belong in the SEC, but they are. But anyway, um, interesting to see where he'll end up, and that might impact uh, a team if they maybe lost somebody. Who knows? We'll see where he ends up. Anything else on that gentleman that you have? No, he just tells Reed that he, uh, he committed to A&M over uh, Nebraska, Baylor, and Arkansas. So maybe he might hit up one of them. Yeah. One of them schools. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. 6'5", six, 235. Five, three-star. <laughs> so. Three-star. Three, yeah. Big, um. So for College Station, you could say that you have failed this city. He failed College Station. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get some of these uh, clips played every once in a while. But anyway, I swear, if you hit me with a Rayshon Jenkins, I'm gonna <laughs> die this episode. Uh, doesn't look like Rayshon Jenkins is coming. Good, because I don't know that I can withstand another one. But um, we we do have this one for, for you interrupting me earlier. Stupid idiot! <laughs> oh, really? You, you, you do that, but you won't give me the glass breaking. Really? Uh, it's not available on the, the website I use. Anyway. Um, Damn it, Bobby. Hold on. God <laughs> uh, dang it, Bobby! <laughs> I have that. That's, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I'm calling you Bobby because you're a Seahawks fan and Bobby Wagner. Your new name is Damn It Bobby from right now. My, my middle name is Robert, so you're not far off. So. That's close enough. But See, that's even part, six degrees of separation right there. Damn it, Bobby. More like one because it's my middle name. It's, it's really not separate. But anyway. <clears throat> They're not here to listen to you and I argue and fight. Uh, they are here to listen to Eric and Daryl fight about the <laughs> defensive ends. So we're going to 
similar to last week, run through these lists um, and talk about what is uh, first through fifth. Maybe a bonus thrown in here at the end. Uh, so number one player at defensive end. We'll start with Eric this time. Uh, we won't we won't be fighting over this one because same guy. Kayvon Thibodeau. <laughs> um, I kind of touched on him a little bit last week. Uh, but that guy, he's, he's all over. He gets through the line. Um, I think last year he had... He had nine sacks last year as a, as a true freshman, uh, 35 tackles. He just just went through that offensive line and quick hands, very quick to get to the quarterback. He can play coverage a little bit too, so that helps. He can drop back and saw him bat, bat a few balls down too, so that one of those guys that's, that can make a, that's a big force on the defensive line. Yeah, we were talking about him last week uh, when we were talking about all the Oregon Ducks that uh, that, that transferred and they've signed over the past couple of years. Daryl, you have anything to add about Thibodeau that uh, Eric didn't mention? Uh, yeah, I mean, Eric's spot on. I mean, his ability to use his hands and what he can do is just amazing. As a freshman, I mean... It's hard enough to come in as a freshman and be have a significant role, but to come in and be a starter, I think he made a few starts for Oregon last year. And with them getting Justin Flo, the top linebacker, this year, man, I am excited to see what they can do. And I think I kind of mentioned it last week. I think they're one of the up-and-coming defenses in the Pac-12. I mean, you don't really think about them being defensive leaders, but you know, he had 24 or 35 tackles last year. 24 were solo, nine sacks, three pass deflections. He forced a fumble. You know, that freshman year, that's a lot to put on a kid, you know, with classes and what you got to do and just general life stuff of where you're living and all that stuff. And then you compound the uh, football aspect of it. I think that was a great freshman or AKA rookie year. I mean, he had 14 tackles for a loss, which is huge. Um, and I'm sure Eric agrees with me here because we both had him at number one, but uh, 2020 is going to be a huge year for this guy. And he's going to come back for a junior year. So you, if you're in Davy leagues, you're not you're not only getting him this year, you're going to get him next year too. So you've got two more years of uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, at least in your Davy leagues, and I think that's huge. And, you know, when these players get to junior and senior years, you, you don't know whether they're coming out or staying. So to get this guy this early and have him for a couple of years is huge. I think you mean the college IDP because Debbie means they're sitting on your taxi squad or whatever for two years, which isn't really well, very true. useful. Well, yeah, I guess I guess we need to. Well, I don't know. I mean, we're the Debbie IDP grind. Maybe we need to clarify. I mean, if you're playing in these campus to Canton leagues, these college leagues, he's still on your roster. He's mm-hmm. not officially went to the NFL yet. So, you, you know, you're going to get him for two more years at least. So, yep. at the at the minimum, two more years. Right. Being a freshman. You know, and, and who knows? He may come back for a third year, finish his senior year out. Wow. I mean, it's probably not likely, but it could happen. So, you know, now, for the next two years, he's the number one defensive end right now. Yeah, I was gonna say if he if he's the number one defensive end in two years, he probably is not. He's probably not yeah. coming back. He's yeah, probably you're probably not seeing a senior year out of him. When he turns a junior, he's probably gone. Yep. That makes him what? If he's a sophomore this year, you're looking at 2021. He's a 2022 draft pick, and yep. from what we've seen so far, he's probably a top ten pick. Yeah, I mean, I think the top guys on your lists. That the plan is not to be right, right playing their senior year. It's to be a first round pick. 
hands yep. down the you know edge edge rushers especially if you're right. an elite I mean, edge rusher you're going top five top 10 you know top 20 right and, i mean if you're playing idp period you're looking for guys that are coming out early you're looking for these stars so you know you're not looking for a four-year starter while there is some of those that are good you're looking for these guys that when they hit their junior season, they're ready to enter the draft and be stars. And I think Tavon is one of those guys. You know, I think he could probably play 2020 and be ready for the NFL next year. But according to the rules, you know, you got to be two years out. So I think he stays, you know, you got to at least wait till 2022 to get him. Yep. Kind of like Chase Young this year, you know, Chase absolutely. Young. Absolutely. You know, Mazel Golf, you're gonna. I mean, he's gonna be. He's probably gonna be the number two pick in the yep. draft. You know, you gotta go when you gotta go. Right. All right, Daryl. Who is your number two pick? Okay, so my number two. I'm going with Nolan Smith of Georgia. Uh, I know they're losing some pass rushers this year. Lost some last year. Uh, he's one of the top recruits coming out. A couple of years ago, um, and just what he was able to do um, as a freshman was was really impressive. I mean, he was in a little bit of a limited role in it in some aspects, but I think with um, you know players graduating or whatever, he's going to step into a role where he's going to be relied on really heavily. I mean, he had, you know, he only had 18 tackles last year, 10 up more solo, two and a half for loss, but all two and a half were sacks. Uh, he did have a pass deflection. So it's, we've kind of seen a limited sample of him, but I think as a sophomore, you're going to see a big jump and a big step from him. And I noticed, Eric, you have him on your list as well. Maybe you tell him where you have him and anything to add about him. Yeah, I got I got Nolan Smith at number three. Uh, he's a he's a sophomore as well, so he could be coming out in two years as well, along with Kayvon. But um, he's fast. He's fast off the line. Yes. Quick with his hands. You know, he can he can chase down them running quarterbacks, chase down running backs. You know, he's he's not no no slouch there. He he can get to get to the ball. And how about your number two? While we have you here. Uh, I have Miami defensive end Gregory Rousseau. He's a redshirt sophomore. He actually um, finished this past year second in sacks behind Chase Young. So he's he's one of the another one just his hands. He's quick and he's he's very athletic. He can he's fast. Chase down quarterbacks, running backs, whatever. He played coverage a little bit too. Um, like I said, and he's a red shirt sophomore, a red shirt sophomore. So he's he ended up uh, let's see 15, 15 and a half sacks, um, fifty nine tackles, um, nineteen and a half tackles for a loss. So that's that's huge. Um, two forced fumbles, pass deflection. So he's uh, looking good for that Miami defense. A little shining light for them. So what I'm looking at being a redshirt sophomore, that means next year he is draft eligible. So out yep. of these guys, um, a yes. lot of these guys we're mentioning are sophomores. This guy actually could step in to your 2021 team. Yep. So he's probably right. the closest. If you got that redshirt tag, you're eligible. You know, if you're a sophomore and you got the redshirt tag, that means you're eligible because you got to spend – so correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but you got to spend two years in college before you can move on. You have to be three years removed from high it'd school. Be, it'd be three, yeah, it'd be three years removed from high school. So once you're right, right. a redshirt sophomore or a junior, you're able to jump. Right. Yeah. So I mean, if I'm looking at a, a Devi league, that's probably a guy I'm more leaning towards, just because I could see him. Sooner. I think so. Right. So, I mean, not that these guys aren't good, the other guys, but you'd have to wait quite a while right. for some of these guys. 
All right. So Nolan Smith was three for Eric. Daryl, yep. how about your number three player? Yeah, number three, I've got Aiden Hutchison for uh, Michigan. Um, you know, over the last few years, we've seen lose some players, Rashawn Gary, Chase Winovich, um, so on and so on. But um, Hutchinson in, in Uche is another guy that's leaving them. So Uche, you know, he's a sophomore. Uh, last year, he had, as a sophomore, he really had a great season. 69 tackles, 35 solos, 10 for a loss, three and a half sacks, six pass deflections three forced fumbles so that shows me he's a playmaker um, anytime you can have those I don't really look at tackles at that position I look at what your impact plays such as sacks tackles for loss, forced fumbles recoveries, interceptions, so on and he's doing it I mean he's had you know if you look at his uh, impact plays Tackles for loss, 10. Sacks, 3.5. That's 13.5. Nine pass deflections, that's 19.5. Three forced fumbles, that's 22.5 impact plays in 13 games. That's almost two per game, and that's that's huge. And he's doing it as a sophomore. I think now that he's going into his junior year, they're going to rely on him a lot more. Uh, and they have a good linebacker behind him in Cameron McGrone. So that's going to help him. Um, but coming off that edge and with what Jim Harbaugh likes to do with that defense, I think he's going to be one of the biggest stars at defensive end in the 2020 season. All right. And moving on, let's let Eric speak a little bit here. Uh, your number four guy. My number four guy is uh, Ohio State sophomore, another sophomore, uh, Zach. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on. I, I got to cut you off here. The <laughs> Ohio State University. <laughs> but, Go ahead. Uh, uh, Zach Harrison. Uh, he, you know, obviously Chase Young got most of the most of the publicity there this year, the past two years, really. But uh, Zach Harrison, you know, he, he was he's another sophomore. Uh, last year, he ended up with 24 tackles, five and a half tackles for a loss, three and a half sacks. So not not too bad for a not bad for a true freshman. Um, he didn't he got into a few games. He didn't start them all. But um, when I was looking at it, when Chase Young was out for those two games this past year, he did have ended up with four tackles, sack, tackle for loss in those two games. So not too bad. You know, he probably could step right in there and. Uh, take over chase young's role obviously but i mean he won't i don't won't be chase young but yeah, right. you never know so but he's 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 quick he's a little bit bigger he's uh six six two two fifty five so he's he's a tall guy but i think he can i think he can step into chase's young chase young's role and be a disruption there for Ohio state next year awesome two years yeah you kind of hope that he turns into chase young if you're looking yeah. at this list, um, it seems like next man up for these big schools. It's mm. they they have a pedigree and they know how to turn those guys loose. Yeah. Ohio State figures to be a, another top five year for them if all goes to plan. Um, Justin Fields obviously is pretty is a pretty good playmaker, so they'll be looking to uh, get in the playoffs again next year. Yep. Uh, Daryl, how about your number four guy? Yeah, so number four, you know, it's a, I'm going to go the small school guy. Somebody uh, not playing for a playoff the next year. Well. <laughs> Come on. I, I don't want to say that. Come on. They're not in the national championship, but considering where they're at and where they've come from, they're one of the best teams in college football. Appalachian State, and I'm going to go with Demetrius Taylor. Um, you know, he's going to be entering his senior year this year. He's our, you know, he's not declared, so he's going to come back for his senior year. But what he's done for the Mountaineers is amazing. He has improved each and every season. 
You know, his gains has went up. His plays per game has went up. And his production has went up. Um, you know, last year he had 44 tackles. 19 were solos. But he had 13 for a loss. Seven sacks. One interception. Four pass deflections. One fumble recovery. Three forced fumbles and a touchdown. He was a monster for them. They are a top 20 team. You know, everybody remembers them for upsetting Michigan a few years back. Uh, they, really, they are one of the most feared unknown teams in, in college football. Nobody really wants to play them, and they've, they've got a good program. They um, damn near beat Penn State this past year. Exactly. I mean, they, you know, you want to give us your best? Sure, we'll step up to the plate. We'll take them on, and they don't, they're not scared. Um, and they have the players to prove it. And Taylor, I think, is one of the better unknown players that you'll find, especially on the interior defensive line. Um, at 6'1", 275, I think he's going to be a good fit either way as a 3-4 outside linebacker or maybe a 4-3 end. Um, for me, I think his best fit as it is as a 4-3 end. I don't really think you want him dropping in coverage and all that stuff. Um, not to say he can't do it, but I just think 4-3 is where he's best suited. You line him up, let him pin his ears back and go get the guy. And, you know, he can kick inside. So there is some versatility there. Um, he shows he he's very smart being able to get his hands up with uh, four pass deflections and an interception last year. I mean, what more could you want? You know, if you're a 4-3 team, this is a guy that you're looking at. Alrighty, and I don't know your fifth guy. <laughs> Me? Sure. <laughs> okay. You've been talking for like ten minutes, but you know we'll, we'll wrap you up and whatever. So my fifth guy is Quince Roche for Miami. And he transferred this year from, uh, I think it was the Temple. Um, really a good, he was an explosive player for Temple, the Isles. Uh, um, don't know why he decided to transfer. That's okay. You know, he 6'4, 235, has the frame. We'll need a little. We'll need to add a little bit of uh, weight or bulk, whatever you would like to call it. Um, plays three years for Temple, so he's going to be a senior this year. Has really been productive for them. Uh, in his three years, he has 137 tackles, 102 solos, 39 and a half for a loss, 26 sacks. Uh, six pass deflections, six forced fumbles, five fumble recoveries. Um, he was really a star, a beast for them. Um, his junior year was probably his best with 49 tackles, 19 for a loss, 13 sacks, five pass deflections, two recoveries, and a forced fumble. So he's going to go to Miami. And I think down there, he's probably going to blossom. I mean, you know, it's a little bit of step up for him in competition because he's going to be in that ACC. Um, if he can hold or at least be competitive in those same numbers and values, I think that's going to really help his stock. Because uh, let's face it, the American Conference and some of these smaller conferences – it's a competition thing, you know, your competition level. It's always a downgrade. You know, if you play in Division Two or Division Three, 
well, you didn't play the best of the best because it's not the SEC or whatever. So being able to go to the Miami and play in the ACC, that's that's going to give him a little bit of uh, viability and credibility. And if he can keep his numbers pretty decent, I think he's going to be one of the better pass rushers uh, that you see in the league. Yeah, I mean, the AAC, I believe it is, um, the all, whatever, the A, the, the A- conference. American Athletic Conference. AAC. 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 Yeah, I was right the first time. Um, <laughs> they're, they're the the last of the top conferences. I mean, they were the, in the BCS days, they were the last ones with the automatic bid. Right. And, but they've always kind of been like, you know, talking tiers, you know, that they're a tier down. I think from the eight, you know, and if you had to power rank the, the conferences, you know, obviously SEC is, is pretty mm-hmm. dominant. Right. SEC is um, late, but I think Americans growing. I mean, it, that's it where it Oliver come from. And I think you're seeing a growing impact from the AAC. So it uh, is growing, but uh, if you're looking at the talent level you're playing, you know, it's not quite small school, but it's smaller school. Exactly. You know, exactly. Like you'll, and you'll get also, some of the names. Yeah, God. You know, and he has, and he's going to be, you know, like I say, going to be in Miami next year. And, you know, his opposite side of him, Gregory, Gregory Rousseau. So he might yeah. get a little bit more looks too. You know, right. if, he, if he does crack that starting lineup, you know, he's still, you know, still, he may not be double teamed like, you know, Rousseau all and freed up and, Right. Not a little bit. Help us pause. Yep. So, Eric, your fifth guy. I have um, another sophomore, um, Drew George Karloftis. He's uh, 6'4", 265, so a little bit on the bigger side. He, he's not as quick as the other guys had mentioned, but uh, he ended last year as a true freshman, 54 tackles, 17 for a loss, 7.5 sacks. Uh, he did have two pass deflections and two fumble recoveries. So like he's not as fast, but he but he's good with his hands and he can get around them offensive line and create plays, make plays, you know, get sacks or you know just just disrupt the quarterback, you know, make him uh, um, throw off kilter, throw picks, just disruption on the front line. Yeah. Um, so these are the top fives for each of you. Um, are there any other players you want to shout out, so to speak? Uh, you know, to kind of say these are honorable mentions or uh, possibly could be jockeying for that fifth spot on your list? Yeah, I got one. Uh, guess what? Another sophomore. Um, right. Drake Jackson from uh, USC. Right. Uh, he might He might end up as a as a DT, but um, he ended last year. Oops, hold on. Sorry, froze up on me there. Um, no, you're fine. Uh, last year, true freshman, uh, forty-six tackles, eleven and a half for a loss, five and a half sacks, three pass deflections. Uh, like I said, a little bit on the bigger side, six four two seventy five. So he might he might end up in the middle, but um, still, big guy, and he can he's quick with his hands too. He's, he may not be the fastest, but with the hands, he can get around and make plays. Yeah, seems to be pretty productive. So, and, and that's what you know you look for the high production. If you can produce at a high level in college, especially as a freshman. Um, that's probably a good sign that you're going to be pretty successful uh, at the next level. I mean, some some of the guys produce and don't pan out, but if you're not producing at the college level, you normally don't have a shot at the pro level. Yeah, and 46 tackles, I mean, like most of these guys, 46, 54 tackles, that's that's really good for a a freshman, you know. Yeah. An year old kid that's coming in and just – making a name for himself like i said still might have, end up in the middle but nonetheless still not still on the line and still can make plays yeah um daryl you have anything to add or we, we good no actually he, his number six was the same as mine um 
I mean, what this kid did as a freshman was pretty impressive. I mean, 46 tackles, 11.5 for a loss, 5.5 sacks, 3 pass deflections, 1 forced fumble. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> – for a freshman, that's a pretty – Impressive impact, 6'4", 275. Does he, he has the frame? Does he have the weight? If he does, he may eventually kick inside. If not, you know, if he stays where he's at, I'm fine with that too as a defensive end. So um, I guess it just remains to be seen what they do with him and what they ask of him. But uh, right now, I think he's one of the best up-and-coming defensive ends of the year, and Eric hit it on the head. I mean, you know, you could make, you could actually put a make a case for him for being a top-five guy. You really could. All right. So that'll wrap up our conversation about defensive ends, and I'm not sure that this is necessarily for this podcast, but Daryl put it on here anyway. Um, but it's from Twitter user at tfiz133. Thanks for listening to us and glad yes. you're enjoying the show. He says, hey, man, I just listened to your new Devi podcast. And there was some great content, but I have a question. Any defensive ends for Devi that look like another Chase Young? I ask because I'm in an IDP league with a high scoring sack points. Nick Bosa was second highest scoring rookie behind Kyler Murray. I sit at three in the rookie draft, and it being a super flex, was thinking about Tua and Burrow going one and two. Think I should pass on the RBs and grab Young. I also have the ninth pick. A lot there, I know, but I appreciate it. Go Vols and tighten up. So apparently, uh, a Tennessee fan yes, sir. like Daryl, that's, that's what I like to hear. probably why it's here. Uh, That's what I like to hear. We we don't... Kissing up to Daryl doesn't always get you on the show. Just remember that. Oh, it does. It does. Don't don't lie to them. It it does. So I guess the question is is a couple couple deep. First of all, I think we answered his first question about Devi defensive ends. Um, Right. I, I guess Thibodeau would be the overall guy he'd be looking for. Um, and yes. then you guys gave him some other options there. Nolan Smith looks like the second consensus guy um, between the two of you. So if you're looking at Debbie, those are a couple of possibilities. Um, Chase Young at number three. Mm. I mean, we we talked on the show on our show about Nick Bosa having a decent year, not like a world beater year. So, if he was second in scoring behind Kyler Murray, I mean, Kyler Murray put up a lot of points playing 16 games as a quarterback. Or, or, yeah, he played all 16, I think. Do you think he's worth the third pick? I, I would say no, but that's oh, maybe man. me. Daryl's the guy that likes to take these idps this high so if anybody's gonna do it it's gonna be daryl you know i i hate ohio state i really do uh the ohio state university ohio state i will not say the i will (laughs) not um the madman would be proud of me nick bosa exceeded my expectations but man, Chase Young, he is such a freak athlete. Would you take him at three? Three overall in rookie drafts? That's mm-hmm. what he's asking. Tua and Burrow are probably going to go one, two. Would you take him at three? Or or okay. would you try to see if he'll fall to nine? I, in my opinion. He's, he's not going to fall to nine. He's, he's not going to fall to nine. Not a, not a- I think if I'm sitting at three, Tua and Burrow fall one, two. If my team really needs a edge rusher, defensive end, whatever, ooh, man, I, I, I think you got to take him there. I really do. I don't 
I just don't think he's going to fall to nine because I think when you get into that, when you get past five, I think it's going to be an issue. I think Tua and Burrow and this running back class is really going to force a lot. So if he if he falls past five, you really got to take a long, hard look at him. If your team needs that defensive end, that's or outside he's linebacker. Of. He's saying, do I take him at three? If your team needs it, yes. If you if you need that pass rusher, yes, you take him at three. Because he's not going to last the line. He's not. So, T. Fizz, what, one thing I want to ask is, where did Nick Bosa go last year? Yep. That's the Good one question, question that I would ask. Because this... This draft class compared to last, like last year, you had Kyler Murray, Jacobs, Sanders, you had Keel Harry, you had Bush AJ. White. You had a yeah, you had a good. You had a good crop, but I, I think. Sanders, I think this crop of rookies is better than last year's. Yes. So if if Nick Bosa skated to nine, then you're gonna get Chase Young at nine. Maybe not of the deep <sighs> side of the ball. I mean, there's good See? defensive players. I think it was better defensive last year, better offense this year. Exactly. But, but and if it's super flex, you're going to get people reaching for like Herbert and um, even I've seen Jacob Eason in a mock draft going to like in the first round, and I've almost threw up. He's not going to go ahead of Chase Young, though. Are you sure? Because some of these super flex. If you're leads, taking Jacob Eason ahead of Jacob, uh, ahead of uh, Young, if Chase somebody Young, if somebody takes Jacob Eason in the first round, you bet somebody in super flex is going to take him. If you're taking Jacob Eason ahead of Chase Young in any IDP league, you're doing it wrong. I'm telling you, you're you're fucking up. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You know I'm right. If he's drafted in the first round, and this is super flex, people, people, I'm not saying I will. I'm saying people will take him, like, top eight, top ten. People people are wrong. People might be wrong, but I'm telling you what people do. People are wrong. You know I'm right. (laughs) Eric knows I'm right. You guys know I'm right. If you're taking Jacob Eason ahead of Chase Young in any kind of IDP format league, you are wrong. Period. I agree. And you know I'm right. I agree with both of you. You should not take Chase Young over Eason, but somebody will reach on Eason. Oh, I agree. They will. They will reach. I, I I do agree with you guys on that. They will. So what I'm saying is that Chase Young will end up at nine, probably. Not in any league that I'm in. Well, this person's probably not in your league. <laughs> well, that person needs to listen to me. I mean, oh, Jesus Christ. If, I hate you. If I was... I'm saying value-wise, <laughs> if he's going to be there at nine, don't take him at three. DeAndre yeah, Swift is going to go at three. Right. If, if if you know you can get him at nine, I agree with you, Dan. Yes. Take yeah. him at nine. So, like I said, if it it also depends if this league is PPR or not as well. If if that if if it's not PPR, right. then, then I think you probably have to take. Young at three. If it is PPR, then you probably can wait till nine. If it's PPR, you got but, Jerry Judy, you got CD Lamb, you, Lamb, you got uh, Jonathan Taylor. You have, you know, all yeah. those guys. You have a ton of guys. That's what I'm saying. You can get Chase Young at nine, but you also have to look at who he's gonna go to. He'll probably go to Washington at two, and they have a good, lots of. Good young guys on that defense. Please so, let him go to Washington. Please let I mean, him so, go. And so, if, if somebody yeah. passed, I mean, don't I get it, Dan. I, I, I know where you're coming from. I understand what Eric's saying. This is such an offensive class. Yeah. And I think it's such an offensive class that 
the elite defensive guys, Isaiah Sammons, Chase Young, A.J. Espineza, um, McKinney. And you know what? I'll even throw uh, Delpit in there. I think because this class is such offensive loaded, those guys are going to fall. I get that. And if you know if you can get them later, fine, take it. If you can get them later and you know it, take it. But I'm telling you right now, Chase Young is a top three pick. And if he goes to Washington and you put him opposite of Montez Sweat with um, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen inside and good deal uh, Ryan Kerrigan, get the frick out of here. That defense is loaded. So, Chief, I got some homework for you. Look up last year's draft. Tell me where Joey Bosa went. If And that'll help me answer the question better. In my opinion, you can get one of those guys Daryl just named. You can get Espineza at nine. If or Chase Dar- Young goes five or six. Especially if Espineza goes to Atlanta, book it. Oh. He's been, if he's been, he goes to Atlanta, book it. He's been mocked to Atlanta often. I know. I know Seattle, uh, Seattle could use him. Um, he could, but you put him in Atlanta, I, he, I he's going to be close to what Chase Young is. He is, because they need a pass rusher. They're going to let Tack go. They don't have anybody else. They're going to let and Tack go. Vic, is Vic, Beasley, Vic Beasley is the one that's going. Tack, Tack's still under contract. Well, Tack, Beasley, they're both bums. Epineza <laughs> is the guy. If he's and remember, Epineza was was ranked ahead of Chase Young last yes, year. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. And, and if he does go to Atlanta, that that's that's awesome, awesome. And I know Dan likes to bust my balls about being an Iowa fan, but I'm telling you right now, AJ Epineza is the real deal. You put him in a four three scheme, and this this dude is going to eat. I'm telling you. I'm listening. So, so my homework again is uh, where was Joey Bosa drafted in this league last year? That will give you a lot of indication as to where Chase Young is going to go. The first guy off the board, unless your league is smartening up to the fact that these defensive ends are scoring really high. And even if they are, I I think you can get Espinenza at nine, even Mm -hmm. if Chase Young happens to fall. I mean, there's there's a lot of good even defensive ends or even defensive tackles in this draft that if you miss out on Chase Young, I mean, there is still those guys you can take, Epinesa or um, Brown. You know what? I'm going to say this. This year's draft is so offensive-focused with J.K. Dobbins. Um, you. Eno Benjamin, all these running backs, all these receivers, C.D. Lamb, whatever. The quarterbacks, Tua and Burrow. This year's draft is going to be so offensive-focused. If you're an IDP guy, you're going to get some absolute freaking steals on these IDP guys. Epineza, Young, Delpit, McKinney, Simmons. I mean, because it's so offensive-driven, I mean, you're going to get some steals. And it don't even matter, really, if where they land. I mean, I know that's a big issue, you know, 3-4, 4-3, whatever, what have you. But even still, with where they're going to land and and where you're going to be able to draft in that, it's gold. It's pure gold. Yeah. All right, so that's enough. We, we took about 15 minutes discussing that question. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good uh, question. It was a good question, yes. Um, we're not going to talk too much about incoming draft, but, I mean, that, that's it's you know timely, I'm sure. We, we'll take questions. We'll take whatever questions you got, really. But um, our, our main meat of the show, we're going to avoid the 2020 draft for the most part. Um, on this show necessarily but uh thanks for the question thanks for the feedback hopefully you enjoy this show just as much um 
and we are looking to bring this to you each and every week um as long as our schedules match up here with three people i know me and daryl sometimes have a difficult time making our schedules match up finding three people maybe a little bit more complicated so we might miss a week here and there um but where our hope is to get every week and keep it going here so again please leave us your feedback the at idp nation twitter handle is a good place to do that uh we'll try to get a twitter handle for this show uh up and running here shortly um we do have an email address for idp nation if you want to leave us a uh, comment and email you can email your question in. it's idp nation pod at gmail.com if you want to throw your questions our way for either show right. the idp nation show or the dig if you want it to be on the dig podcast then just put dig in the subject line so we know which show or uh just idp nation in the subject line for the uh the father's show i guess we should we should um the mother show whatever the uh, big brother little brother <laughs> there you go. show so to speak here um but i think that's about all we've got um anything else for the people nope i, I got nothing else right now anyway no i don't have anything either i mean i think we've no, right. we've hit the defensive uh end aspect of this uh, and the three of us will get together this week and discuss what's next maybe safeties or whatever i was gonna say safety would be the next logical place to go but mm-hmm. right um uh, whatever I guy's taking xavier stuff. mckinney's job exactly and any of our listeners hit us up me dan eric at idp nation if you have questions trades etc hit us up we'll uh we'll try to get this on and we'll uh yes. we'll try to cover whatever you need all right so you can find me at seahawks dan eight and daryl at dff underscore d win and eric e at ejh 1528 yep all right i got that off memory aced it there you go that's good Anyways, uh, thanks for joining us again. We look forward to you joining us next week when we'll talk about probably safeties. We'll t- we'll see. Uh, maybe the defensive tackles, maybe the corners. Daryl would love a show about corners. We're oh just going to skip corners. I got I think corners just covered so badly, man. Yeah. Dan's just a hater. I'll just like mute my mic and take a nap during that episode. <laughs> You're such a hater, dude. Such a hater. I was going to say, we need we should do corners just for Dan. Yeah, we should. You know what? Next week we're doing corners. Screw him. I got a good nap in. That'll be good. You get your nap in, Grandpa. You go right ahead. Well, go Irish, since this is the college show. Oh, God. No, he didn't do just go Irish. Go Vols. Go Jayhawks. You know what? I'll take Rock that. Chalk Jayhawk, huh? Jayhawks are better than the Irish. Frick Jayhawks. Oh. Good night now. Tar Heels basketball. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you crazy fuck. Go.